The Smiley J Artist Zone podcast is an engaging and insightful platform designed to celebrate and explore the world of artistry in all its forms. Hosted by Smiley J, a passionate advocate for the arts, this podcast offers a vibrant and inclusive space where artists from various disciplines can share their experiences, insights, and creative journeys. Listeners can expect a diverse range of topics discussed on the podcast from artist interviews, their creative process, and other fun questions for those inquiring musical minds. Bestbookbits.com presents The Lean Startup by Eric Rees, how today's entrepreneurs use continuous innovation to create radically successful businesses. Most startups fail, but many of these failures are preventable. The Lean Startup is a new approach being adopted across the globe, changing the way companies are built and new products are launched. Eric Rees defines a startup as an organization dedicated to creating something new under conditions of extreme uncertainty. This is just as true for one person in a garage or a group of seasoned professionals in a Fortune 500 boardroom. What they have in common is a mission to penetrate that fog of uncertainty to discover a successful path to a sustainable business. Inspired by lessons from lean manufacturing, it relies on validated learning, rapid scientific experimentation, as well as a number of counterintuitive practices that shorten product development cycles, measure actual progress without resorting to vanity metrics, and learn what customers really want. It enables a company to shift directions from with agility, altering plans inch by inch, minute by minute. Rees provides a scientific approach to creating and managing successful startups in an age when companies need to innovate more than ever. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of The Lean Startup. Key principles of The Lean Startup. Entrepreneurs are everywhere. Reese emphasizes the fact that principles of entrepreneurship can be applied to any industry, any business size, and any role. There's no single definition of an entrepreneur and you don't even need to be a founder. Break the stereotype. Entrepreneurs are everywhere. They're in large established organizations as well as small startups. A big part of entrepreneurship is management. In order to run a successful startup, you need to be an effective manager. There'll be so many different tasks and people that will need to be managed. Startups are just as relevant as a business as they are as a learning experiment. It's not all about making dollars and creating physical products. The learning experience is just as important and expressed through multiple experiments carried out in order to reach a final product. It's about the journey, not the destination. A startup is a human institution designed to create a new product or service under conditions of extreme uncertainty. Build, measure, learn. Reese explains that in order to achieve the key goal of a startup, build, transforming an idea into a product, measure. You need to be able to take customer reactions, measure and learn from the results. Are you on the right track or not? Innovative accounting. Reese acknowledges that startups need a specialized accounting system. It's not going to be the same as a well-established, successful business. Progress needs to be measured correctly with the aim of reaching goals. In the beginning, it's less about using money as a defining characteristic of progress. Vision, where to start. Reese was inspired by lean manufacturing and concept of JIT, just-in-time, inventory management when he dumped his idea, the lean startup. He looked at the small batch sizes and accelerated cycle times and adopted these ideas into the entrepreneurship principles. The three things you need to define in order to follow Reese's lean startup are the vision, the strategy required to reach the vision and the product which should define the strategy. 
Keep in mind that the strategy will be constantly changing in times when a pivot is required or you need to preserve. Similarly, you'll find that the product is continuously adapted and updated to meet the strategy expectations. In the Lean Startup, Reese aims to explain exactly how you can successfully run a startup. He wants you to be able to apply the Build, Measure, Learn concept to be constantly adapting and improving your business based on evidence rather than assumptions. Looking at the pyramid, you'll see vision down the bottom, then strategy, and the next word is pivot, then product up the top, optimization. Why learning is important. If the fundamental goal of entrepreneurship is to engage in organizational building under conditions of extreme uncertainty, its most vital function is learning. Reese explains that the act of understanding what aspects of our product and strategies are functioning well and which are failing is one of the most important learning curves a business faces. This learning process allows us to adapt and update, improving upon both products and service. Without the learning aspect, you'll never reach your end goal. By demonstrating the ability to learn, a startup will have a brighter future and better prospects. Sometimes hard lessons will be learned. You'll discover that some of your efforts are completely wasteful and not doing any good. But you'll also figure out exactly what efforts are working and creating the value. Experimenting is extremely beneficial. Reese explains that startups following the Lean Startup Method will find themselves relying heavily on experiments following a scientific method. In order to truly learn about your product and strategies, a startup should begin with a prediction or hypothesis. This is a single assumption about what you think will happen. Then by carrying out tests, a startup will be able to either prove or disprove the validity of the product or service. Reese explains that this also goes beyond simple surveys. It's easy for someone to fill out a survey and not truly know the consequences or the outcomes. If you can set up a real-life test with real products and services, you'll find yourself a lot closer to truly testing your predictions and learning from the experiment. Steer. As we saw in part one, the products a startup builds are really experiments. The learning about how to build a sustainable business is the outcome of those experiments. For startups, that information is much more important than dollars, awards, or mentions in the press because it can influence and reshape the next set of ideas. Build, measure, learn, feedback loop. You have ideas, then you build. You have product, you measure. Then you have data, and you learn. Minimize total time through the loop. This build, measure, learn feedback loop is at the core of the Lean Startup model. In part two, we will examine it in greater detail. The leap. Reese's leap is the element of a startup that requires a lot of faith. It's potentially the riskiest move, but can generate some incredible results. The two most important assumptions are the value hypothesis and the growth hypothesis. These give rise to turning variables that control a startup's engine of growth. Reese explains this through the metaphor of an engine. Each time you amend a product or strategy, you're essentially revving the startup engine, trying to get it to turn over. And once you reach the moment when the engine turns over and starts running, you can move through the gears. The value hypothesis is Reese's first step. It's when you need to figure out if your product or service is actually going to create any value. Once you've established the value, the growth hypothesis is a critical aspect of the startup. Reese explains that it's extremely important that the reason behind the growth is completely understood. The test. Reese explains that once you've established your value and growth hypothesis, the next step is to create the minimal viable product, MVP, which is a physical version of your product which will allow you to enter the build phase. 
The idea of the MVP is that it will be made in the least amount of time with the last amount of effort. The idea is to get something out there as soon as possible so you can start learning and developing. Start learning and developing. The MVP may lack certain features, but will be a good starting point for future adaptations. The MVP is simply the fastest way to get through the build, measure, learn feedback loop with the minimum amount of effort. Reese uses a few examples from successful companies to demonstrate how an MVP can be used. Dropbox created a video to show to future customers which explained the value that they plan to provide and outline the problem they intended to solve. Food on the Table, a grocery delivery service began with just one customer and a chef who would manually purchase the ingredients required. By starting small, they were able to experiment with the value and service before rolling it out on a larger scale. Regardless of MVPs being low quality, Reese explains that they are a valuable aspect of the lean startup and offer a lot of insight into what customers really want. How to measure. As far as Reese is concerned, any startup has two jobs. Number one, to measure as comprehensively as possible as to its current situation and to face any truce, no matter good or bad, that experiments reveal. And number two, to be constantly learning and experiment further as many times as necessary to reach the end goal. Reese explains that in his experience, a startup believes that they are making their product better. When asked, how do they know it's getting better? The answer is always that changes are being made, numbers are up and customers seem to be responding well. Therefore, they are on the right track. The response is usually related to hitting milestones. If the numbers increase, then progress is being made, right? Well, Reese does not agree that this is the best way to track progress. He explains that it's very important to understand that the changes made to any product are in direct relation to the results and that the correct lessons are learned from each change. Innovation accounting. This is where Reese explains that innovative accounting comes in. It's designed especially for startups who are facing progress questions. Innovative accounting works by first identifying the baseline, discovering exactly where the business is currently at and how they are really performing. Secondly, innovation accounting turns the engine. Innovate your experiment to test your value or growth hypothesis. E.g., a company might spend time improving the design of its product to make it easier for new customers to use. This predisposes that the activation rate of new customers is a driver of growth and that its baseline is lower than the company would like. Finally, innovative accounting is designed to help a startup decide if they need to pivot or preserve. By examining the data collected, you can decide to preserve with the product that you have now, proven meets the criteria of the pivot, and test the next iteration slash assumption. How is this different? Reese explains that rather than examining nothing but gross numbers, like total revenue slash total customers, innovative accounting involves examining the overall performance of independent customer groups. For example, looking at all new customer signups by month. Innovative accounting focuses on measuring actionable metrics, focuses on measuring actionable metrics. In order for a metric to be actionable, it must display cause and effect. It also needs to be accessible and easily understood by anyone. Finally, metrics need to be audible and reliable. When to preserve and when to adapt slash pivot. Reese explains that the real question always comes down to preserving or pivoting. Is the progress that you've made so far enough to prove your original hypothesis or is a change required? If you need a change, then that's where the pivot comes into play. 
It allows you to test a new hypothesis and go through a similar process. Reese uses the term startup runaway to define the amount of pivoting a startup can make. To measure a runaway, you can count how many pivots are left to make, how many opportunities there are to make significant change. Reese measures the runaway by pivots or new iterations rather than simply time. Reese explains the importance of holding regular meetings to discuss the need to pivot or preserve. If you don't need to do this regularly enough, you may be missing opportunities. Different types of pivots. A pivot is more than just a simple change. Reese explains that a pivot is designed to be structured and all thought out, designed to test a new hypothesis. It's designed to be a big fundamental shift in focus. Zoom in. A zoom in pivot is what Reese uses to define a situation when a single feature or of a product shifts and becomes the focus of the entire product. This often happens when a company begins with a broad focus and realizes that the only one single feature is what the customers want, so they pivot and focus on that. Zoom out. The zoom out pivot is what you'd expect, the opposite of the zoom in. When you might initially be focusing on a single feature, but realize that it could be just one part of an even better whole product. Customer segment. A customer segment pivot occurs when you realize that the product or service you were creating serves a particular customer group, not just a customer group you expected. Customer need. Customer need pivot is a really good one to do. It usually occurs when you've spent a lot of time examining customer behavior and you truly understand their problems. Often you've been trying to solve one problem, but you realize there is a bigger problem they need to be solved. So you pivot and focus on that instead. Reese explains that when you need a change from a platform to an application or the other way, this is a called a platform pivot. He explains that often startups find themselves doing this pivot more than once. Business architect. Gregory Moore inspired what Reese called the business architect pivot. When a company shifts from the focus on high margin, low volume to low margin, high volume. Channel. A sales channel or distribution channel is the way the customers receive the goods, for example, food sold in a grocery store. A channel pivot occurs when the company realizes that they can sell their product or service better in a different channel to what they initially anticipated. Technology. Reese explains that in some situations, a company will discover a different type of technology that can achieve exactly what they are after, thus prompting a technology shift. Accelerate. The final part of the book, Accelerate Exports Techniques to Speed Up the Steer Process and Growth Methods. The Small Batch Approach. Reese explains that a small batch approach focuses on creating a single finished product very regularly, every couple of seconds even. In comparison, a large batch approach works on producing and finishing all products all at once at the end of a specific cycle. There are numerous benefits of using small batch approach, namely problems can arise and be identified sooner. It's always better to be able to identify a problem as soon as possible so a solution can be worked out. For example, Toyota, the car manufacturer, uses small batch approach. They believe that their factories work more optimally in this way. In contrast, in the lean startup, the goal is not to produce more stuff efficiently. It is to, as quickly as possible, to learn how to build a sustainable business. Sustainable growth. Reese explains that he uses the term sustainable specifically to eliminate the effects of any one-time customer actions that will never transform into a long-term benefit. For example, occasionally businesses may use an advertisement that will instantly get a lot of customers or signups, but not the long-term valuable kind of customers who are in it for the long run. 
Sustainable growth is characterized by one simple rule. New customers come from the actions of past customers. New customers come from the actions of past customers. Reese explains that past customers are able to promote sustainable growth in four different ways. Number one, word of mouth. Number two, side effects of product use, e.g. status symbols. And three, funded advertising. And four, repeat purchase. Reese explains that sustainable growth is an essential component of what he calls engines of growth or feedback loops. Just like an engine, they turn over. And the faster they can turn over, the faster your company will find growth. The sticky engine of growth. Reese uses the term the sticky engine of growth to describe the process that customers churn through the engine. The churning refers to the number of customers who fall off the bandwagon and reduce or eliminate any engagement with a company's product or service. Reese explains that the goal is always to have the number of new customers considerably outnumbering those that are churning. And if you can do this, then your product or service will continue to grow. And the larger the gap between the new customers and the churn customers, the faster the growth will occur. The viral engine of growth. Reese uses another engine metaphor to describe the speed at which a company's product or service gains awareness. The goal is to have awareness spread in the same way that a virus spreads to become of epidemic scale. Reese explains that mathematical requirements for a viral campaign of awareness. If only 1 out of 10 customers tells a friend about your product, a viral coefficient of 0.1, you'll find the awareness isn't scalable. If 100 people tell one person, you'll have 10 new people. And if only one of these tells anyone else, you'll be left with one new potential customer. And that's where the loop will end. In order for a viral loop to succeed, you need each person to tell at least one other person a coefficient of 1.0. The paid engine of growth. Moving away from sustainable and organic growth, Reese explains that pain component. This final engine is entirely reliant on spending money to gain customers. Spending money to gain customers. Reese explains that there are two key ways of doing this. A, ensuring that each customer generates more revenue. Or B, reducing the cost of gaining a new customer. Like the other engines, the paid engine of growth is powered by a feedback loop. Each customer pays a certain amount of money for the product over his or her lifetime as a customer. Adapting is necessary. An adaptive organization is one that automatically adjusts its process and performance to current conditions. Reese explains that he believes every problem that your company may face will have a problem deriving from humans at the root. It may seem like a technical problem, but when you look into it, you'll discover that humans are the cause. Reese suggests asking why five times in order to truly understand any problem and figure out what needs to be done. Asking why five times will help you speed up the problem solving process. Conclusion, key takeaways. Anyone can be an entrepreneur. A big part of being an entrepreneur is being a good manager. You need to be constantly learning. Ensure that whenever a mistake is made, you can learn a lesson from this. Constantly learning means constantly improving. Experiments are a critical part of the lean startup. Experimenting with your product or service is the best way to reach the best possible final product. Where possible, carry out real-life examples. Create a simple version of your product and service and see how it is perceived and used in the real world. You'll need to learn how to accurately measure your experiments and any successes. And it's not always as black and white as simple numbers. Understand the best way to measure new product or service. Use innovative accounting. 
Understanding when you need to preserve with a product or service or to pivot and try something new is critical. Learn about sustainable growth and how to channel that to best promote and create awareness about your product and service. And that's a wrap on the Lean Startup. Subscribe to the channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. If you want to help and be a contributor, get involved in the channel by reading the book, writing a summary, and emailing us an info at bestbookbits.com to have it featured. Thanks for watching and listening, and have yourself an amazing day. Take care.